Now 102.3 FM. NBC News Radio, I'm Chris Caraggio. There are currently no plans to use the U.S. military to evacuate Americans from Ukraine. If Americans that are in Ukraine heed the warnings that they have gotten from the State Department and from the president himself, there should be no need for the 82nd Airborne to have to assist with evacuation missions. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby said Americans have had ample opportunity to leave Ukraine in an orderly manner as Russia prepares for a possible invasion. President Biden and the State Department have advised Americans to exit Ukraine unless they have official diplomatic or military advisory duties. Illinois residents will soon be able to ditch the mask. On Monday, February 28th, we will lift the indoor mask requirement for the state of Illinois. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker says that does not, however, apply to schools. He said the state may lift the mask mandate for schools in a matter of weeks. New York also announced its mandate would end Thursday. Delaware, California, Connecticut, Oregon, and New Jersey have all lifted some type of mask mandates in recent days. USA Today also reports that Nevada is expected to announce the end of its requirement Thursday. On Wednesday, President Biden held a roundtable with top electric utility CEOs to talk about his Build Back Better agenda. He said he intends to have the nation use 100% clean electricity by 2035. Congressional leaders say an agreement has been reached on a deal to fund the government for the rest of the year. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said today's agreement represents an important step to strengthen our economic and national security as we meet the needs of the American people. People should wait to get a mammogram after getting the COVID-19 vaccine. Some healthcare professionals have said those who recently got the shot should wait to get the exam, which can detect breast cancer early on in case the shot causes swollen lymph nodes. However, a new study says the lymph nodes can be present for months after the vaccine, so delay getting the exam will not do much. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Take time today and every day to thank our veterans for their service. Our sponsor, Inland Empire Roofing of Riverside, is second generation owned and operated, serving the area for over 35 years. Inland Empire Roofing specializes in roofing and blown-in attic installation. Call your local roofing experts at 951-684-6800. Again, 951-684-6800. Or visit InlandEmpireRoofingCo.com. Inland Empire Roofing, on the air because they care. Medicare Clarified. Hi, this is George Litchfield with Litchfield Insurance Associates. Well, it's getting close to that time of year again where you want to make sure you're getting the most out of your Medicare plan. There are exciting new plans for 2022 with United Healthcare, SCAN, and others. For your no obligation review, people are calling 951 314-1949. If you're turning 65, new to the area, or losing group coverage and have questions about Medicare, you are invited to our new offices and resource center at the Sundance Corporate Center, 835 Highland Springs Avenue, Suite 305 in Beaumont. For your no-cost Medicare consultation, people are calling 951-314-1949 to get their Medicare clarified. For several years, KCAA has been marketing the Longevity brand of nutritional and personal care products. Our experience with Longevity has been 100% positive, so we are pleased to recommend them to you. Regarding nutritional supplements, we recommend Pollen Burst in the berry flavor and Tangy Tangerine 2.0 in the tablet form. For regularity issues, we recommend 3-Day Cleanse, and for personal care, we recommend Morning Hydration Cream. You can shop online for Longevity at www.kcaateam.com or you can order by phone by calling 800-982-3197 and tell customer support that you are part of the KCAA team. Longevity is an American company based in San Diego. Call Longevity at 800-982-3197 and ask about monthly auto ship that allows you to buy Longevity products at wholesale prices. That number again, 800-982-3197. Silva and Silva Law is here for all your living trust needs. As attorneys, it's hard to tell someone it's too late to draft a will or living trust. Planning for one's final wishes is never easy, and the last thing you want to do is leave a mess for your children to clean up, or even worse, have to go through the probate process. Silva and Silva Law is a father-daughter law firm located in downtown Redlands. Find us on Facebook or call 909-798-1500. 909-798-1500. 
Have your revocable living trust drafted by an experienced attorney and tailored to your specific needs. Call Sylvan Silva Law, 909-798-1500. K-C-A-A. Welcome to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show, created and hosted by Scott Knudsen, to explore the crossroads of horses and business. Now here's your host, Scott Knudsen. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. I'm your host, Scott Knudsen. If you're listening to us on the radio on KCAA, the NBC affiliate out in California, or watching our podcast on one of our many platforms, we really appreciate it. Today, we have a fun show. We're going to take you behind the scenes of a major network with Brett Niergengarden. Brett is the editor-in-chief of the Cowboy Channel. Brett, thanks so much for being on the show. Yeah, it's great to be here. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Oh, man, we're going to have a blast. So, Heck, let's just start off with what is Editor-in-Chief for the Cowboy Channel? Uh, it's, a, it's a loaded question to start with, but I have everything, everything that touches the uh, CowboyChannel.com, the website is kind of stuff I deal with. So it's the ads, it's the video content, it's the written content. And from, from start to finish, it's really, like I said, the simple answer is anything involved in the website is, is what I'm in charge of. But the thing that I most enjoy the thing that I'm most proud of is more the content strategy. So what a rodeo will look like from start to finish on the website, what clips we pull, why we pull them, when we pull them. Um, like I said, that's all, that's all me from the top down. I'm still relatively new in that. So it's been kind of fun to, to have my own strategy, have my own imprint on what the Cowboy Channel's day-to-day looked like after being here for a few years. Oh man, that's so cool, man. I, I know there's so many people listening to us today or watching the show. They're like, that's got to be the coolest job, man, because it's such a great network. So, 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 where did you grow up? Did you grow up in Fort Worth or around the rodeo industry, or where'd you grow up? No, I did not. I'm actually from Minnesota originally, so I grew up in in the Minnesota suburbs. And the the way that I kind of got here to to the Cowboy Channel was there's there's two parts of it. The first part is that I always just loved sports, so I wanted to be involved in sports in any way. I went to college to to go to sports journalism. I went to Nebraska, was in sports journalism school. And so I actually have a different view of rodeo specifically, because you, when you're in this business, when you work at the Cowboy Channel, you have to kind of incorporate yourself in the Western industry. You learn that pretty quick, that they're so obviously more than any other sport in any other world, they're so interconnected. Mm-hmm. Um, but from the other part of it, I really approach it from the sport of rodeo. What can I learn about the sport of rodeo what can i learn about the history of rodeo and so that's kind of how i ended up here is they gave me the best opportunity and the most opportunity to have control of what i wrote about what i talked about and really be involved and ingrained in a sport like that which is kind of how the cowboy channel the opportunity presented itself and that's what excited me about it was not necessarily any background in texas any background in the rodeo industry but but just the sport and the nfr and the, the chase for a title i think you can relate to, to any other sport because it's just, those things are universal. The quests, right. the winners, the losers, the failures, all of that. I think that's universal. And so I really wanted to bring that out of rodeo and have the opportunity to do that for rodeo in a way that I don't think has really been tapped too much until the Cowboy Channel came around. Yeah, I agree. I agree hundred percent. Well, that's so cool. So did you play sports growing up to get or in, in high school and college or what did you do to kind of, you love sports. So how did that uh, manifest? Yeah. I, uh, I played football in high school, and then we also had a, a news show that I wish I could say, like, won some awards to make it reputable, but it was at, it was very reputable. I just have no way to contextualize it in high school, um, but we had a little 20, 20 minute magazine type show, but the thing that made ours different was we had no faculty involvement, so everything was written, shot, edited, produced by high school kids. And so I headed up the sports section there. So I played sports and also got my, got my TV chops from a young age, 15, 16 years old, junior and senior, uh, doing, doing that program, being involved in that, which is really where I found out. Because it's one thing, you know, to, to be 12 years old and say, I'm going to be on SportsCenter one day. I want to talk about sports, blah, 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 blah. But this program, actually, like when I was still in high school, I could be like, oh, wait a minute. This is what it takes. Now that I've seen what it takes, I do still want to do it. I want to pursue it. So I was really thankful for that opportunity to, again, not have to not have to hang it up or anything like that or not have to choose it could be during the fall I would play football then during the winter and spring I would focus on reporting about the hockey team the basketball team the baseball team whatever it may be and those were those were always a blast man how cool is that to know your passion from the beginning you know from being such a young age to to getting to live it 
you know, and getting paid for it. So, so I think I read somewhere you would even announce uh, the backyard games. You know, yeah. back in the day. <laughs> well, that's what you said. How how cool to know what you want to do unless you were friends with me, because when I were friends, it'd be me playing quarterback in backyard football, just going right back to pass, looking right, looking left. <laughs> so it was from like I said, I it was charming at first. The first couple of times you're like, Oh, that's hilarious. He does. And by the time that you know, you reach 10, 12 years old, I've been doing it so long, my friends were like, Can you just play the game? Like, <laughs> you play quarterback without telling us what's going on here? Like, can you can you chill out? But I've got used to do that used to set fake scenarios of fake buzzer beaters running down the clock type thing three seconds left and i'd announce the whole deal so yeah anything that you uh anything that you could announce anything that you could to turn the the production the tv side of it even when you're 10 years old i was uh i was kind of involved with that from a young age man that's cool man that's so cool and you're still getting to do it man that's 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 really neat so so i read you love stats so and, and history. So the, the sports, you know, sports stats, sports history, anything like that. And, and, and how do you think, you know, even at a young age when you, you, you were studying the, the stats of different, you know, football players, how do you think that helped you transition to what you're doing now? Uh, that's the biggest thing for me, because like I said, I approach it through, through the different door. Everyone wants to work here because they want to be involved in the Western industry. Or they love horses or they love rodeo. But again, like I said, me, it's from loving sports and that's the thing that translates universally across all sports i figured that out pretty quickly that that when you're looking at rodeo when you're looking at bull riding for example it's it's like baseball it's all riding percentages average scores average stock score how long you last on the bull stuff like that saddle bronc riding timed events same kind of thing it's it's how many 85 point rides what percentage of your rides go for 85 plus points or 90 plus points mm-hmm. and i realized and and mike snow another guy that i work with who i work closely with who's also a big sports fan we kind of realized that all that information is available for pro rodeo athletes it's not that no one has kept the stats before it's just that no one has contextualized and no one has ever told you hey sage kimsey rides 65 percent of his bulls and he has an average ride of 85 and a half points every time he gets on it which ranks number one among NFR qualifiers, which ranks number two all time or whatever it may be. And once that I kind of figured out that people were interested in that, that it wasn't just my own research, my own brain, my own, my own personal biases, wanting to do those things. Once I figured out that there was an audience and that a rodeo audience was interested in that, it kind of really took off from there of everything we could do. Because like I said, there's so many, I mean, there's seven different events that are obviously seven different sports and there's so many ways to break them down in terms of, like I said, the average scores and the stock scores. And that's a cool part of it that you don't get in other sports too, is the stock is almost like a pitcher and the, the bull rider is like a hitter. And you kind of get to get to compare of how they do against certain types of animals or how they go away from their hand or into their hand or whatever it may be. Yeah. And you can tell from this long-winded answer, there's just, there's so much out there and there's so many untapped ways to talk about and discuss rodeo, I think for a, for a wider audience audience other than someone who doesn't know exactly what's going on well those things translate universally you know that 85 is higher than 80 which is higher than 90 so if the guy goes 95 percent of the time that's better than the guy who goes 92 percent of the time and that can be translated to a much much wider audience because it clicks with them right away absolutely Brett. that's why i appreciate you what you're doing and cowboy channel does because you know there's so many people out there that liked rodeo never never been in the dirt before maybe even never been to one but they liked watching it but when you put the numbers in front of them and you make it so simple to understand and so much fun to understand it makes sense it, it helps them to follow the ship that follow the events and it gets them involved in the rodeo without ever having to leave their house you know it gets them involved yeah absolutely i think it's one thing because like i said a lot of people especially where you know like i mentioned i didn't grow up around it so it's a lot of when you don't realize what it is it's guy gets on horse, rides for eight seconds, gets off. And there's no way to tell what was better or what was worse. So if you can give, you know, 30 seconds about what makes a good ride and why, and then show someone, this is why this was 90 points. This is why this is 80 points. Again, like I said, the simplest way I can put it is everyone knows numbers. We can all count. So if you can just contextualize, this guy goes, this guy averages two more points than this guy. This guy averages three more points than this guy. This guy usually does well at these big rodeos. This guy usually doesn't. Any type of information you can give people to get them more interested in their stories, to get them more involved in a cross-sport comparison. I mentioned Sage Kimsey. You can be like, hey, Sage Kimsey is a seven-time world champion. 
it doesn't take a rocket scientist to be like, whoa, that guy's really good. He's Tom yeah. Brady. He's yeah. got seven rings. He's won seven titles. That right. translates to everything. So if you even just have that basic information, if you're at a rodeo and you're not a huge fan and you can go to someone, you can say, hey, this guy's got seven world titles in eight years. Isn't that awesome? Someone's like, whoa, we got to stop what yeah. we're doing. We got to stop drinking our beer. We got to get out of the corn dog line and we got to go watch this guy ride because we can yeah. all understand that it's, it's an amazing feat what he's accomplished this year. So the more of that, the more numbers that we can give more regular sports fans, because there's a ton of regular sports fans at rodeos all the time. Yeah. If we can just give them any information, any sort of stat, anything to cling to that connects them to some of these guys and keeps them coming back. That's really what, what I'm trying to do and what we're trying to do at the Cowboy Channel. Well, you can, you can definitely tell in, in, the, per, in the, the, the personal stories, you know, after a ride, y'all are just so good about just making it where people can understand it. So, so going back to you weren't in the rodeo, uh, rodeo at all. You know, you were into sports, which is rodeo, but it was just different. Coming into the Western industry, I, I'm, I'm generational, and you, you're first generation. But when you came in, what was something that you were like, man, I love this? What, what was something unique that you can tell me or our audience? Um, because somebody's listening to us on the radio on KCAA. They might have never been to a rodeo. And they're like, why would I want to go in there? What was something that just changed your mindset? I think it was something that was actually one conversation and it has to do with a, a big point. And once I realized that these guys were athletes, like the same way that I had always pictured an athlete, that they're, that they're no different from those guys. I was talking to, to Josh Clark, who is a steer wrestler and it was during the American of 2020. So I'd only worked here for four or five months. And he was talking to me, I think the guy's name is Tom Carney, who does steer wrestling schools, who kind of changed the way that a lot of people look at steer wrestling. And he was telling me about how they put like dots down for their footwork. So they practice for hours, just where their feet land before they even touch a steer, before they even bulldog a steer. It's just time and time again of you're getting off the horse, where are your feet, where are your hands, where are you trying to grab the steer? And you look at it, something like steer wrestling, especially, which is three, four seconds. If you do a well, it happens so fast. And it just looks like guy tackling, I mean, wrestling a steer. It looks like a guy tackling a steer. But until you realize that they, like anyone else, like a basketball player focuses on his footwork, you realize how much time they put into those little things that completely changed, changed my mindset of it, of like, oh, this isn't just, you go and try to tip the thing over when you get off the horse. Because like I said, of all the sports, it looks the most odd to someone who won't know when you're like, wow, this is so precise, tie down roping the same way. When you think of what it takes to, to get your rope on that horse, to sprint to that horse, or sprint to that calf, and tie it in seven, eight seconds, what an athlete you have to be in, the type of shape you have to be in, and your hand-eye, so the precision and the strength and the speed, all those things, once you realize what it takes to put together what actually goes into a three or four second bulldogging run, a seven, eight second tie-down roping run, that's when you really got to sit back and you're like, man, these guys are just so incredible at what they do. And like I said, it was that one conversation where they just talked about drilling in footwork over and over again i was like i would never even think about that but that makes perfect sense you can shave two tenths of a second here that's the difference between winning a rodeo not winning a rodeo going to the nfr not going to the nfr i love that answer man so much and i guarantee you uh somebody's going to watch steer dog and you know this weekend uh, on the cowboy channel they're going to be counting the feet you know because that's three so. steps you know but it just gives them something they they might not know but you know to break it down because you you know you heard that you know, from the guy that's winning. And, and I'll, I'll, I think that's so great that um, people can look for things like that. And, and it just brings them into the sport because they, they've never heard something like that before. Yeah, um, something I did, and I'm, I'm always laugh or I always joke, I stole it straight from GQ and I'm willing to admit I stole it. They, they talk <laughs> about diet and training and athletes where they'll just ask them, what do you eat on a day-to-day -day basis? What's your workout schedule? And I did a little bit of it last year. And I want to do more of it of, like I said, for a rodeo athlete, for a tie-down roper, how do you work out? Why do you do it that way? Is there anything that would surprise people? Well, like, what's what's the hardest part of it? What's What are you working on? Why do you work on your core? Why do you work on your legs? Why are you doing this workout a certain way? I think that part, like I said, if you can understand the athletes or you can watch them train and you see a bull rider or a tie-down roper who's doing a lunge and doing bicep curls at the same time to train specific movements before the NFR, once you see stuff like that, then like I said, you really, really appreciate the precision, the athletic ability, the skill it takes to do some of these things. So those are my favorite ones to do. You talk to Jess Pope, bare, talented bareback rider of like how much time you spend on the spur board. Why do you spend so much time? All those kind of things. 
because it really puts in perspective just how finely tuned these athletes are becoming. And that's the thing that I think really surprised people is more and more, the more and more money involved. It's not just going down the road anymore. It's going down the road, taking care of yourself, stretching, strength training, all of those things yeah. really year round in rodeo. Yeah. It's going down the road with a purpose. And, and yeah, and, and, you know, and that it's different than it used to be. The purpose was to have some fun, get some stories to tell later on in life, but now it's totally different. And, you know, not only the, the athletic part, especially the, the ropers, even the, even the bull riders, you know, they, they partner with that animal. And when you're talking steer dog and calf roping, you're, you're not only doing the physical part and you're counting steps, but you're in tune with that horse, you know, and that's oh, just yeah. another level of mental athleticism. Yeah, I think that's the thing that a lot of people don't realize outside looking in is, is one, how much of a role the horse plays, but, but two, how much of a role you have in shaping that horse of yeah, how you absolutely. have to treat the horse a certain way and how you have to be, like, it's, like you said, be in tune with your horse. You have to know which setups it works well for, what it doesn't, all those kind of things. Um, so I, I think that part is, is really, really interesting, especially in the time events. And then you look at it. They're, they are athletes in the timed events in that sense. But then you look at the rough stock events where they, the scores kept the same way for them too. So yeah. they are, you, I mean, anyone will tell you it's 50% horse, 50% bull, 50% human. So, so those animals, the way they're trained their entire lives. Again, another thing that's just fascinating to me is, yeah, is. everything that goes into to raising bucking stock. I would love to talk to more stock contractors about that because some of their programs and some of the ways they've been doing it for years and years and years to be, so consistent with their breeding programs and, and training the horses the way they do is, is really, really incredible and really eye-opening. It, it really is. And you can see they love what they do. And, oh, and yeah. so do the animals for sure. But you can see the stock contractors, they love when they put out a, a, just a great animal out there to compete at such a high level. Yeah, I heard an interview with Pete Carr on, uh, on Western Sports, not Western Sports Roundup, a thing on the Cowboy Channel. You said it's like your kid because you take yeah. three, four, five years before you even know if it can buck. You put in so much time before there's even any sort of remotely anything that resembles a payoff. So you have to be incredibly committed and incredibly sure of your process if you're going to take, like I said, three, four years of your life before you even know if this horse is worth anything. Right, right. Scott will be right back with more. Hi, I'm Scott Knutson, host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Today, we're gonna to talk about something I'm really passionate about. Those that know me, know I love my coffee. Those that don't, now you know I do. And we've been working on this for several months and we, we wanted to get it just right. And we don't put our name on anything unless we feel 100% certain it's, it's the best product we can get. And uh, we, we've done it, I really believe we've done it. We've created a coffee line, 13 great flavors. I'm gonna show you three of them. We have K-Cups in all 13 flavors. Here's a Jamaican Me Crazy. It's a, just a really great coffee. Everyone has great logos. It has a brand, the same brand that's on our horses, our trailers. You know that brand means something and we wouldn't put it on here if it wasn't good coffee. We have whole bean. This is a great Honduran blend and uh, it's a whole bean coffee. We have whole bean in all 13 flavors. And then we have a ground coffee. Uh, this is a really great one. My wife and I really like this a lot, loved it. So we named it after our daughter, Hayes Glenn. Everyone has the packaging and the logo of the show, our brand, and I hope you like it. I, I really believe you will. And we're gonna have more flavors coming out soon. We're gonna have the pumpkin spices and then we're gonna go to peppermint after that. And please send us your suggestions as well. You can find it at cowboyentrepreneur.shop. Think coffee shop, cowboyentrepreneur.shop. Thank you so much. Well, let's talk Western Sports Roundup since you just brought that up. It's a great show, and it's it's becoming more so, isn't it, and out in the front? You want to talk a yeah. little bit about that, kind of where that came from? Yeah, so it's uh, it's really just the Western version of Sports Center. It's an hour every day, awesome. and it is really, I mean, the, the best way that I learned what was going on in the rodeo world or to follow all the storylines of rodeo was part of my job, but it was just watching that show because they do such a good job telling you what's important, telling you what the news is, telling you what to watch out for, giving you highlights from uh, rodeos from that weekend, but also upcoming stuff. So like for Fort Worth, for example, it's really nice because we're based in Fort Worth. So we'll have interviews with people competing that night. We'll have Justin Sports Medicine updates. And again, it is the same thing that you would get in any sort of pregame show for a college football game, a baseball game, whatever it may be. It's got all, we're talking to all the relevant players. 
for a big rodeo, for example, it's like Denver was a few weeks ago. We'd get the winners of Denver coming through for interviews, just talking about their performance and stuff like that. And like I said, it really does set the tone of this is what's going on in the world of rodeo. This is why you should care. And this is when we get later in the season, this is what it means for the NFR. This is what it means for the standings. I think that was kind of the next iteration of the show Mm -hmm. this past year was not just here's some highlights. Here's what's going on. Here's what's going on. And here's what it means. Here's why we're talking to this person. They just won this rodeo, just won them this much money. Here's what that means in the quest of the NFR. Here's where they are in the world standings now. And from my background, that's exactly the kind of stuff I like that part of it of just that little extra of, yeah. here's the person, here's the ride, here's the stat, here's why you should care, here's why it's important for the rodeo world at large. I love that. I love um, the, the sports center for the rodeo world. I love that. That's such a great analogy because it is, and it's so high energy. There's a lot of information, um, but it's fun. And it's a great way to keep up with what's going on the road for, for someone who's maybe not out there, you know? Um, yeah, especially it, it's a show that just didn't really exist. There was no way to keep up with rodeo in that way before. And, and everyone who works on that show, it helps that they have people who are from the anchors to the producers to whoever's on the show. They are all so knowledgeable from the top down that it, it doesn't take much for them to put the show together because they have that, that knowledge that's just been from being around it for so long. Well, there's so many rodeos going on and, and so many specialty events going on to put it all together in one hour. That's that's a big job. You know, and to have it out in a way where people can understand what's going on. And I, I guess that's part of what you do. But on, on the website and with the different rodeos, how, can you take us behind the scenes a little bit? So there's different rodeos, especially in the summertime. There's rodeos everywhere. How do y'all get them all together? Do you have like regional groups working rodeos or how does that work? Well, we have, uh, so we have our own crew, our own truck at some, some of them, we just send out an encoder and we just kind of plug into their video, their arena feed, and they can send it right to the cowboy channel. So that's how a lot of smaller ones get to the network. But in terms of the website, it really, we kind of follow the lead of the network. So whatever is important on the network, I like to kind of think of it as every week we have kind of a one A and a one B rodeo where this is the rodeo that's going to be, if all things being equal, this is the one that's going on the cowboy channel, the linear network these are the ones that are streaming. And, and for us, that's kind of the model we follow. So Fort Worth, for example, is going on big Texas rodeo. Right. We're there every night. It's every night in the Cowboy Channel. And because that's a bigger rodeo, because that impacts the NFR race, we're not just popping in for, for one day at the beginning, one day at the end and, and letting you know what happened. We're, we're letting you know everything in between. So every time a bracket ends, every time um, the semifinals or a wild card, or there's a new progression in the rodeo, we have a story up on the website, which again, is something that we're trying to do more of where it's not just pop in, hey, this rodeo started, here's some highlights kind of thing. Here's who here's who won. It's pop in, here's who won this bracket. Here's who won in this event. Here's how we got to these semifinals. Here's who did the best in their bracket to get to the semifinals. Here's who barely snuck in. Here's the wild card who maybe shouldn't have been here, whatever it may be. We really want to tell you the whole story from start to finish because it's hard for anyone to keep up with a rodeo that's two Absolutely. or three weeks long much less someone who's maybe not as invested, who's invested in maybe just the winners or goes to one performance of Fort Worth every year or whatever it may be. We want it to be easy and accessible for the diehards and the people just getting into it to follow and watch the rodeo unfold and tell the story of getting to point A to point B, not just here's point A, here's point B. Absolutely. Well, Western Sports Roundup, the website, the social media. So someone that does go to one one rodeo out of 13 or out of 10 or however many there is like Fort Worth, they can go in knowing who's leading and, and yes. who's riding. And, and they feel like they've been there for all of them, but maybe their family budget or work commitments, they can only go to one. But for that one event, they know who is winning when they walk in. They feel a part of it, you know? And I like that. I think that's really neat, you know, because it's hard to go to every single every single rodeo. In, in a yeah. Like that. The, uh, the comparison I always use is kind of like a golf tournament. So if you're covering the Masters, let's say, you don't just, it would be like if the Masters, the way that, it used to be, it would be like if the Masters came around and you reported who had the best score Thursday, who had the best score Friday, who had the best score Saturday, who had the best score Sunday, who won the golf tournament. Well, a lot of these rodeos, Fort Worth not being one of them, but a lot of them, they take an average. So it doesn't, if we're giving you the highlights of who won everything, well, that doesn't mean anything if you win Thursday. If you don't win the entire rodeo, it'd be the same thing. It doesn't matter if you shoot 65 on Thursday, if you don't make the cut and go win the golf tournament. So right. I just, like I said, that full story is what 
makes golf tournaments fun or what makes football seasons, the playoffs fun yeah. is, you know, is, you know, a team like the Bengals, you know, the underdog, you know, that story, you know, about Joe Burrow, you know, they shouldn't have beaten the chiefs, but they did anyway. That makes that story, that game that much better. Same thing for rodeo. If you know that this guy needs 89 points to advance or needs this to win the average, whatever it may be. And you know, them in the back of your head. So you can tell something you can watch. Oh, we're not just, watch this guy to see if he rides this bull. We're seeing if he gets 87 and a half to win yeah. the rodeo here. Yeah. That's way more impactful. That gets people way more locked in on those rides when they're in the building and when they're watching on the Cowboy Channel, which I think the Cowboy Channel, Western Sports Roundup, like we mentioned, but the broadcasts do a good job of letting you know, here's how this guy got here. Here's what he needs to do. Here's what he needs to do to advance, all that kind of stuff. And I think that's important on the television aspect too of someone watching if they didn't catch those stuff, that stuff online is how can we make this important to them right now in, in this broadcast? I love that. It's, man, it's like vested, uh, vested passion. You know, they, they know exactly what's going on. They got a passion to see if this guy wins or this lady wins. And, and it's so fun whenever I go out and travel around the town and someone's like, man, I was watching this rodeo the other night on Cowboy Channel and this guy rode this horse. And, you know, they've never been on a horse, but it's so fun. It's, it's kind of like saying golf. Somebody that watches a master's, and goes out and talks about it like they were there. And I think that's that's what you're bringing to the table. It's so important for the industry because it is yeah. growing. I think what you're doing is helping it grow. Um, and, yeah, and that's, I, oh, I was just gonna say, that's exactly what we wanna do. If we can take, because they, we have so much research out there that shows that there's X amount of people that are really passionate about rodeo, but Justin McKee says this all the time. There's a ton of people who live in, let's say Red Bluff, California. Their only thing is they go to the Red Bluff roundup once a year and that's their, that's their rodeo intake for the year. But if we can take, let's say a thousand people do that every year, if we can turn a hundred of them into fans and make them go to a second rodeo, then make those people go to two rodeo performances a year, but you make them go to three. Yeah. And if we can do anything online, we can do anything on social media, we can do anything in a broadcast that gives them a little morsel to care, even a little bit more, that difference between two to three performances a year that they watch or attend I mean, you multiply that by 100,000 people and you've got 100,000 new rodeo fans or at least 100,000 new eyeballs on it for X amount of performances. And so that's, that's what I want to do is any story, any stat, any morsel of information I can give you that makes you care a little bit to tune in just one more time. Yeah, That's all it takes. If you tune in one more time this year, then maybe tune in one more time next year, then maybe you go to the NFR the year after that and it just snowballs from there of a person that you got all beginning from them going to one rodeo performance in their hometown one time it can really it can really go yeah. downhill from there see i love that I, I love that just getting them vested and i think having the website and your social media is just so easy to maneuver it's so easy you know you look and you can find exactly what you want and even if you go to that one 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 uh, rodeo a year you know who's coming in you know what's going on and then you get to see the rodeo you're at on the website on the Cowboy channel website tie-in so yeah i think I think too with uh, like highlights, for example, if I always tell people that my, my elevator pitch for the Cowboy Channel Instagram is if you want to know what happened in rodeo last night, it's on the Cowboy Channel Instagram. We'll have all the best stuff from the biggest rodeo. And again, what something we try to do, this is just a subtle thing, but like a little nerdy thing that I like to talk about is in the captions of those rodeos, it's no longer, if you notice, no one will ever notice this, like I said, but those captions now are more informative than just here's the ride. It's now tough Cooper eight seconds in, in the tie down roping to win this bracket in Fort Worth. You'll see him again in the semifinals next Thursday, stuff yeah. like that. So again, if you, if you're scrolling through and you're not a big rodeo fan and you're going, you're going, Oh, that was cool. This tough Cooper guy, he's got a big smile. He pumps his hat. He seems interesting. I'd like to see him again. You go, Oh, he's great. He did a good job. He'll be back on Thursday. Maybe I'll tune in on Thursday. And again, we get 10, 15,000 impressions on some of these things. I'm not trying to get everybody but if you get 100 of those 15,000 people to tune in on Thursday, that's a huge accomplishment with huge. your social media to be able to do those kind of things, which, which that's something that I don't think a lot of people think about is if you can just slice off small yeah. bits of audiences one at a time, and if you get one person to care from one post and then two to care from the next, that's, that's how you get a big audience. That's how you get them to stay. And so things like that, as, as little as it can be of telling them more in a caption might get more people to watch Rodeo get them to follow the Cowboy Channel and get them to come back. I, I love that, man. I, I love it. Getting me fired up. Thank you for listening to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Scott will be right back with more. For more information on Scott Knudsen, the Cowboy Entrepreneur, 
Visit us online at CowboyEntrepreneur.com. All right, take out your phone right quick if you're sitting at home. Pull up your camera like you're going to take a picture. You don't have to actually take a picture of that QR code, but just hold it up there, and it'll t- you can touch on the screen. Once it recognizes it, it'll automatically take you to the Cowboy Channel app. It'll take you to the free side. You can download that app. There's lots of information on the free side. If you like what you see, but by the way, I guarantee you're going to, then there's a paid side that you can look into all the rodeos that we do and everything that goes on at the Cowboy Channel. So, so, so NFR, when it was in Fort Worth, it's like in the back, in, in your backyard, you know, or Cowboy Channel's backyard. It, it's a big, big, big facility. And then you go to Vegas, it's a different facility. Both of them are beautiful, but, but Cowboy Channel goes out there for what, three weeks? Yeah, two, two weeks, usually minimum. Two, yeah, so a long time. So how do you work that? Um, you know, because you got websites, social media, the shows, the announcers, how, how do y'all, um, manage that that's tough either one is tough yeah yeah it's 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 really hard vegas i mean when when it's in vegas but just nfr especially that's something that like by the time early october rolls around you're already thinking for for nfr how can we do things differently what worked last year what worked better um what worked what we need to do more of or less of but from from my perspective it's really my my day-to-day is driven on what are the most important things that people need to know about the rodeo? So that's kind of how I, I figure out my time when I'm actually there. So the, so the first thing every day, we have the highlights that go up, but the first thing every morning is, is a recap. Here's, here's what happened that night. Here's why it's important. Here's, here's the stats. Here's the full scores, all that kind of stuff. And then from all the shows that we have, again, we just take the best stuff from our tailgate show from Western sports roundup from the pre-show. So we have to work really closely with production, but a lot of it is still just kind of flying by the seat of our pants of what's your best story. What's something they like, do you have anything good? Do you have any good photos? Whatever, whatever it is at that time, whatever's pressing, but at its core, it's, it's the basic communication of knowing what's working on the television side, what they're working on, what their big storylines are. And then being able to decipher that on the website in the easiest way possible or decipher that on Facebook, Instagram, whatever it may be, to get the most out in the easiest way possible for everybody. Because especially NFR, I mean, that's a rodeo like nothing else where it all just happens so fast so fast that, that you blink and you're like, did we do that today? I don't even know because the next performance already started. So, so, so what's it like, Brett? What's it like? Are you just sitting in a room and everybody's calling you like the old editors of the newspaper where you're just picking up the phone and what's the hottest story? Or what's it like for you? So you're sitting in the chair and you're trying to put out this 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 great website and social media, and there's rodeos going on. You got a two week rodeo in Vegas, or and how do you do it? Is it just people calling you all day long? Um, it's a lot of stuff. So it's a lot of checking in with our own team. We it's, it's all we're kind of self sufficient in that sense. So it's not even really checking with our own team. That's a bad way to phrase it, but checking in on our own shows because obviously we don't have time to go six seven eight hours and watch all these shows so it's one let the producers know like hey give me your best stuff ahead of time whatever you think is going to be good whatever your best pieces are your best sound bites send it to us so we have that but then a lot of it is on our own going through and watching the stuff from the previous day and going oh that was good didn't like or love that that wasn't didn't like that that should be online that shouldn't that kind of stuff so it, it really is a lot of our our own policing of our own content of just trying to sift through it all and and get the best stuff on there in terms of the actual day of it's not quite grabbing phones and stuff but there's a lot of people don't know this when you go to the nfr in las vegas if you're covering it you're in like a little auxiliary gym below the arena watching it on a tv so like when i'm in when i'm at the nfr if i'm not in the hallway doing interviews which i which i was sometimes this year if i'm not in that hallway which is even worse because you're actually watching on a small tv and you can hear everyone and like see the shoots so like the guys are coming in and out and you're like trying to peek up because oh you're like oh goodness. can i can i can i catch a little corner of the ride here but you usually can't and uh so that's where you are so it's really our team of four people down there and we are frantically just being like, hey, do you have this clip? Do you have this sponsor tag? Do you have this, this, and this? Is that caption up? Is this up? So that's when it gets really, really hectic of, hey, who's got the, and then they'll walk the people down for the interviews too in there. So you'd be like, hey, someone go grab a quote from him. Well, I grab this clip. Well, I grab this sponsor tag and I send you this photo. And then eventually we merge it all together. And that's just to get one clip on social media. So again, a lot of people don't, don't see or realize that we're kind of yelling at each other for five, 10 minutes, making sure everything goes together. 
because it is those little things of having the right tag on there, having the right ride, making sure it cuts off at the right place, having a sponsor logo, whatever it may be. It's so much more than just pulling and sending it out there. So that's uh, that's kind of the dance that we have to do amongst our own team every night. Oh my goodness. Plus you're underground. Yeah. Yeah. Not, uh, <laughs> that's, that's the thing. It's like, Oh, I've, I've been to 30 straight NFR performances now, which is, which is cool. But like in Fort Worth, at least we were in like the baseball press box behind home plate. So you're high up, but you can see it. When you're in Vegas, so I've been to 20 of those in Vegas. I haven't actually like physically seen a ride or run in, in the Thomas and Mack Center without it oh being my. on the little TV. I think one time Stetson Wright had a ride this year where they everyone kind of cleared out. And so I got to watch that live. So that's there you go. It's there you go. As, so, uh, uh, so one ride out of 20, uh, 20 of them. So that's terrible. Yeah, whatever. I was going to say, whatever the math on 15 a night for 10 nights over X amount, it's whatever it is, I don't actually get to view a lot of them in person. It's all on, all on little monitors. Golly. So what's one of your favorite rodeos to go to as, as maybe um, doing what you do? But what's a fun one for you? Cheyenne's awesome. Cheyenne is, I mean, that's, that's one that I recommend to people. Like if you want to know what this is like in its purest form with the music and the, the big stadium, the long start, and some of those timed events, I think that's the one where you're like, this is a, this one you can have fun at, but this is, this is a rodeo rodeo of these big historic rodeos. Cause like Fort Worth is fun, but I know a lot of people in Fort Worth who go, like, you can go to Fort Worth, you can go to Dickey's arena. You can yeah. have a good time without watching a single ride the entire time, which is yeah. cool, but it's not the spirit of the event. Whereas Cheyenne, those those grandstands are so big. There's not a bad seat. It's it's easy to get around, and it's just it's really cool to see kind of rodeo as it's intended. They do a good job of explaining to the audience, getting the first time people involved. It's 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 a real full scope of of what the sport is all about. They do. They're they're great for recruitment. I mean, they bring them in, and and the people that have been around it for so long, they go back because it is just so so iconic yeah so iconic so so um so when you're doing the website and you have the different rodeos coming in what what do you look at so i, I know it's it's one and one a and how you're placing them but what else are you looking for for that one little extra deal because i can you can just tell the website and the social media is getting so much stronger a lot of it is i mentioned western sports roundup we take a lot of lead from that so we'll pull a lot of stuff from western sports roundup a lot of their best interview clips or moments mm -hmm. or or highlight packages but a ton of it too is we have someone every single night who watches one or two rodeos so if it's whether it's me or someone else we have three four people and every single like i said every single night or every single performance i should say because there's multiple on some of the weekends yeah. most weekends in the summer you'll have you have two or three a day and we have someone watch everything. So anything that goes on the Cowboy channel, we see it. That's, that's the biggest key. That's the biggest advantage. That's why our social media is so successful is because we have first dibs and first crack at everything. So it's really just, I mentioned policing yourself. It's what did we find interesting? We watched the rodeo live, obviously going to get out all the winners, all the best times, that kind of stuff. But was there a funny dance at one point? Did one of the, was one of the mutton buster kids That's actually a funny kids? dance? <laughs> yeah. Did 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 the did the junior bull riders ride all five bulls in between? Did, did the chuck wagon was it a really good chuck wagon race? Anything like that that we can get a little bit of extra? And then obviously there's the easy stuff like was there a good quote in an interview? Did they say something funny? Stuff like that. But anything we can squeeze extra out of these performances because we get plugged into exactly what's going on in the arena. We watch it all live three, four hours every night. And we have someone who's dedicated to that. So that's where a lot of it comes from of this guy had a good quote. This, we saw this funny thing. We saw whatever it may be. And I think, again, that's, that's something that we want to do more of this year is not just show you all the best stuff, but really make you feel like you were there is, is right. the next big thing, the next big initiative. So it is more of those mutton busting highlights, the chuck wagon and stuff like that in Fort Worth, which has so much extra stuff. It's contextualizing all that for people too of, you're not just going to see all these athletes compete. You're going to see so much more here and so many funny or cool or interesting things happen over the course of three or four hours. It's just up to us to decide what was best and get it all out now. Yeah. What a responsibility, man. But y'all do so great at it. You know, it, it is a responsibility though, because there's so much effort that goes into it. And, and uh, you know, you never know what's going to click with that viewer or that subscriber, yeah, yeah. you know, and that's, so how do you, you, you run demographics or how do you know, what is going to, what is going to work? We have, we have tools for that. We have Google analytics, which is for our website. That's just general page views, mm -hmm. clicks, bounce rates, stuff like that. But we also have some really interesting social tools. One's called crowd tangle, 
which will show you a post and not only how it does in relation to the rest of your community or the rest of your, your sector, but also how it does related to similar posts posted at a similar time and it kind of assigns it a score. So you can really, you can really see not just, oh, this got X amount of likes, page views, comments, whatever. It's, it's that, but it's this got 2.3 times more than wow. the average post for that time period. And, and a lot of what I've done, um, I mentioned the, the stats side for the sports side, but I also, everyone makes fun of me at the Cowboy Channel or I, everyone that I work with because I, I geek out over this stuff. I, I live in <laughs> numbers of our social stuff, our engagement rate, our monthly pages, all those things. So it's it's those tools, but it's also my minor obsession of everything of what did well, what was our best event? Why did this do well? Was it something with the caption? Was it something with this? Should we do more of this, less of this? So we've got all of our we've got all of our little tools, but like anything, it's it's trial and error of figuring out what people like and don't like. And that's something with with two years of of knowledge just back there that that you kind of you kind of start to get a feel for it. Like, oh, I think people like this story. I think people like this quote. And, and from doing it every single day, it really does help. It's the best. It's the best way to learn how to do something, just yeah. like anything, is you just you, you live in it every single day. Absolutely. I, I think that's so important, just living it, like you say, but also just being obsessive about the numbers and what's working and then giving the people more of what's working. It just feeds them, you know, and it just gets them involved in it because um, you sure as heck don't want to get somebody in rodeo, involved in rodeo, watching rodeo and Western sports, and then all of a sudden they lose interest. You know, yeah. you got them, you got to keep them, you know, and, and I love that you're always trying to get better. Yeah, it's like anything. People are interested in what they care about. And mm -hmm. just like any, I mean, any sport, you look at whatever it may be, high school football or whatever, if someone cares about it, it's what they talk about at the coffee shop. If they don't yeah. care about it, they don't talk about it. So same thing in rodeo. How can we put stuff on the website day in and day out that every time you come back, you care in some way and you want to talk about it more and more and more and more, like you said, of giving them what they want. And, and that is a lot of it is it's like any website content publishing medium. I think a lot of people don't realize that it's really just holding up a mirror that everyone in all of these industries or in all these parts of the industry, they have tools and they're just giving you more of what you want to see. No one's purposely giving you crap. And it's the same thing with the right. Cowboy Channel. If we really, we look at what people like, what they don't like, what athletes do well, what athletes don't do well. And not to say that we won't post someone because they don't do well, but there's, it's, it's like anything of you've got your 50 power players of, you know, tough Cooper, people want to see tough Cooper, yeah. Stetson Wright. We want to see Stetson Wright. So I'd be lying if I said we didn't do more of that stuff because that's just what the audience clicks right. on. That's what, that's what they want right. to see is more Stetson Wright. And especially in a younger, not younger sport, but in a sport like rodeo where you don't have as many stars that if you can get them to care about stars, well, that trickles down to everyone else. Because if you yeah. get someone who just wants to watch Stetson Wright ride bulls, well, he's going to watch all 10 guys in the performance. He's going to watch everyone ride bulls and maybe Roscoe Jarbo, whomever it may be, gets a new fan out of the deal for someone who tuned in to see Stetson Wright. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and by educating them, even just a little bit on count steps, I got to go back to that. They're going to do it or how, how they, how they, um, whatever they're doing in their sport to give them that extra advantage, you know, and it's just going to make them in tune more. They follow their rider. Now they understand why they follow their, their, their person, you know, I love that. So, so what, yeah, I, what advice would you give to somebody that um, maybe called plays in their backyard playing sports one time and, and, and now they, they might want to, you know, work for a network or do what you do. How would you tell somebody to get to that level? The, the first thing I would say is, especially in, in this media industry, sports media, if you want to call the Cowboy Channel that, I, I suppose I would, not in the traditional sense. But mm -hmm. I would say just say yes to stuff. Just be yeah, willing. I, like I would have never I would have never in a million years foresaw myself covering rodeo, being on TV, talking about rodeo. But when I was offered this job, I, I could sense that there would be opportunities here that there wouldn't be at NFL Network or whatever you want to say, any other sports network, because they're so ingrained in people you have to be so high up to even get opportunities there that right. here i'm going to learn so much i've already learned so much and, and that's what i would say is if someone wants you to go on tv and talk about major league fishing i don't care if you know nothing about major league fishing you're a fishing reporter now if you want to talk about motocross you're a motocross reporter now if someone's going to get you 
to do what you want to do and give you the opportunity to do it. You can't, you can't say, I just, well, I only played basketball and football. That's all I can talk about because there's only so many jobs to talk about basketball and football and the amount of jobs for the amount of people that want to do it is so, so small. So if you can set yourself apart doing minor league baseball or doing battle bots or whatever, whatever it may be, it doesn't matter. It's just take your opportunities where you can get them because I've already seen so many things that I've learned, so many things that are going to open up for me now from having this job that if I would have said rodeo, I don't know rodeo. I would have never, I would never had that opportunity, but instead it was rodeo. What do I need to know about rodeo? What's as much as I can learn? What's this fire hose I can drink out of? So people who know that I don't come from rodeo background respect what I have to say. And I think that if I can, if I can get the respect of some people in this background, then I can take that to football or golf or whatever. And I can say, Hey, I learned how to, I learned how to talk about rodeo in a way people understood. And I didn't know anything about rodeo two or three years ago. Think of what I can do with football sport that I've watched my entire life or basketball sport. I've watched my entire life. And I think so many people just look at the end road of where they want to go. They don't think that the small town minor league baseball team is actually where they're going to learn and sharpen their skills more than, than anywhere they would ever imagine. That's awesome, Brett, man. And saying yes, that's so important for anything. Just like you say, saying yeah. yes. But what you say, the minor league team, wherever you are in your, your life, enjoy it and just say yes. And, and, uh, but I think when you get to that certain, you have that opportunity and you say yes, you, 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 you jump all the way in like you did. You know, because not being in the Western industry, now the Western industry surrounds you because you're, you're helping them look good. You're bringing attention and fans to them. And they appreciate it. That's, you know, it's just the truth, you know. And if, if you didn't take that responsibility, it might not be that way. So that's a testament of what you do. Um, yeah, and I, I think what you said by saying yes and getting in the industry, owning your job and, and caring for those people that are working so hard is so important. Yeah, it's a, and again, minor league baseball use that example again. If you if you show that same respect to minor league baseball and you treat it like you're covering the World Series, people yeah, people yeah. will see that. And it's the same thing with rodeo. Again, using myself as an example, I don't know how much respect I have. If there's any, if anyone even knows who I am, but if they look at the Cowboy Channel, I think they'd be shocked to figure out that it isn't run by a lot of people on the website who know or who knew a ton about rodeo coming in but it's run by people who really, really, really care. Like I, every That's word awesome. that is on that website, I care so much about making it look good or being in the right place or being something that people want to learn. But I think that can translate to, to just about anything is that if you, if you show up and you really care about what you do and you really respect the people around you doing it and you respect the audience that you're trying to do it for, then that's all that matters. And then, then any of your skills, any of your background, that can all that can all be learned, but I think the the hardest part you can the hardest part about any of this is with these smaller jobs is getting people who are really really passionate about it and who really really care about the day to day of how the product looks. And I and I can confidently say myself on down from everyone at the Cowboy Channel is they really really do care how those Instagram highlights look, how that website looks, why certain videos are in certain places of the website. It's very important to everyone and. And, and like you said, it, the ultimate goal is to get more eyes on the Cowboy Channel because more eyes on the Cowboy Channel is more eyes on the Cowboys and more eyes on the Cowboys, more eyes on rodeo. And that's more money and prestige and fans and all of those things for not just rodeo, but the Western industry and, and them as a whole. So I, like I, you did a better job of saying it, but I, hope everyone, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I hope know. everyone realizes that, that, that you're right. That the rising tide lifts all boats. So if we're passionate at the Cowboy Channel about getting this information out and getting these stories out. It's, it's better for the industry as a whole. And obviously I'm very biased to say that, but you can't, I don't think anyone could dispute that more exposure, more eyeballs is bad for any industry. Absolutely. It, it, it's great. And, and the Cowboy Channel, they all have other things than just rodeo. Y'all just had the uh, Best of Mexico celebration with the Diaz family, you know, Jerry and Stacy and uh, Nicholas. And it was a sellout at Dickey's um, Arena there in Fort Worth. And y'all covered it. And what, what is that like? Is that something different? You have to have different people on that? We have, uh, I think, actually someone in Fort Worth, Garrett Yerrigan, who's a rodeo announcer. I don't know what his role, and he's a fan experience something in, in Fort Worth. But he's, he had a quote the other day on Western Sports Roundup about, how you want to, when you, when you have those things, when you have all those extra things, you just want to have something about it that gets people coming back to the rodeo mm -hmm. performances 
but then sets it apart in a way that they understand that that it's unique. So he, he had an analogy again. I wish I wrote wrote this down or something because it's about how you don't want to give them the whole cake right away. And those those things um, that the best Mexico celebration, things like the Cowboys of Color or Ranch Rodeos or whatever it may be, they're just little slices of what make the entire week of the Fort Worth Rodeo. So the same way we want to cover the Fort Worth Rodeo, the action from start to finish. We want to cover the spectacle of the rodeo, of the event that's going to be in town for three, four weeks. We want to cover that on the full scale too, which includes right. more of those kind of events, more of those offshoot type rodeos, more of those one-off things that some of these places do. Well, it, it just brings you next year. Like next year, they're already saying, hey, I need to go to that next year. And you get people excited yeah. for next year. Yeah, for exactly. Sure. And the Rose Parade, that, that's so cool too. And, and uh, uh, you know, a dear friend of ours, uh, Ada Patton Gates, was she's the inspector for it. But Cowboy Channel is right there in Pasadena for the Rose Parade. Yeah, you can uh, you can see behind me all yeah. these things. They're all they're, they're all they're all pins from the Rose Parade. And so every year we have we have people down there and they they collect the pins and they we build a float every year and and that's really cool too because the Rose Parade itself we get comments on this all the time on the Cowboy Channel RFD TV too for that matter. There's so many places that are going away from the tradition of the Rose Parade and they're taking their broadcasts and they're condensing them and they're showing you less and less and less. And so this year, especially, was kind of cool because we did the exact opposite. We said, all right, on the Cowboy Channel, we're just going to show you more. I and love it. You want the Rose Parade from the fullest perspective. If you want it on Facebook, if you want it on TV, if you want to see more behind the scenes stuff, if you want to see all the floats for a longer time, we'll just show you more. And if you don't want to watch it on ABC, NBC, some of these traditional places that are aren't filling the time the same way anymore, that's fine. Come on over here because we'll show it the way that you remember in 1980 of how it used to be and how we used to spend time looking at all these floats and really talking about them and really talking about the spectacle of the event. And that's something that, that with the Cowboy Channel and RFD TV not being on traditional cable television or broadcast television, I should say, it's we are able to make those decisions of we're not confined to three hours for the broadcast. We can make it four if we want to. We can do a Rose Parade pre-show we can do all those things. And again, with rodeo to tie it back to that, it's, it's the same way of, it used to be if you were lucky to be on CBS Sports Network or Great American Country or some of these networks, they'd say, okay, you can be on, but you got two hours. So take your whole show and make it two hours. And again, we do the exact opposite. We say, all right, we're not just gonna take the whole show. We'll show you the mutton busting. We'll show you the chuck wagons. We'll do a pre-show. We'll do a post-show. We'll do all the highlights afterward. We'll do all those things because now we don't just have those two hours. We have four or five hours to work with and we're not just going to turn on drag racing afterward or whatever CBS sports network would do and be on yeah. to the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's why I love the independence and the freedom you have to do that because our, our family watched the Cowboy channel and, and uh, what's your pray. We watch, you know, because we like that, you know, if, if you want to watch your pray, you want to watch it, you know, or watch your, you want to yeah. see everything. And, and uh, that's what we appreciate is that freedom. Also, those notebooks back there. We were talking a little bit about that, about the founder and what he did. And you don't have to pull one out, but would you mind just telling that story? Um, yeah. I think that's so cool, man. It's a testament of RFD and the network and Cowboy Channel. And and it really resonates. Yeah, you mentioned, or we mentioned that we can kind of do whatever we want or we have more time. And whatever we want includes listening to people too. So there's those binders, but they're dated every day from the 2020 NFR. And our founder, Patrick Gotch, he will look at all of them. If you send him an email, it gets printed out and he reads every single one. And he bases, I know he based a lot of the 2021 decisions for the NFR off what just what people told him from 2020, what worked, what didn't work, what we should do more of, what we should do less of, all those kind of things. It gets through to him. They're right behind me. He reads every single one. So whether it's, these are just NFR, whether it's NFR or Rose Parade or the production of a certain rodeo, it's anything that, that comes across the desk. It goes straight to the top every time that you email us with any sort of suggestion, which I think is really cool, especially when you're, when you're broadcasting the sport, the way it's, the way we're doing it, it's never been done like this before. No one's going to know everything, especially the first couple of years of figuring out how rodeo looks the best, how a professional rodeo season unfolds on tv so everyone's open to suggestions all the time because a lot of them are really good and a lot of them actually get used and same thing i said before we just want to hold a mirror up to the audience and give them more of what they want so if they want more in arena feed in arena announcers i know that's one thing at the beginning we do a lot of broadcast stuff we go back to the studio all the time where people said hey we want to hear the arena announcer we want to hear bob Tallman. we want to know exactly what's going on in there great we'll take our guys out of it we'll show you more bob Tallman. you'll hear what he's saying 
you won't hear what our guys are saying back in the studio. So things like that, it does, uh, does get to the desk of the people that make the decisions and they do make those decisions based off what people are telling them. Man, that just says a lot to have, you know, when somebody's writing an email and you'll print it, put it in no note, but you'll go over it that much influence on a major network, like the Cowboy Channel yeah. RFD. That, that's just really, well, I think that's why y'all are excelling. You know, you're listening to the fan base and, and doing more of what they want. And uh, you can definitely tell. So, so what's next for you and for the Cowboy Channel? KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM.